This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Now, we're going to get into a question that Corey posed to us a couple of days ago. What are the top three most important organizational needs for the Rangers? 877-881-1053. You want to jump in on the truckwreck.com text line. Also want to hear from the Twitch and the YouTube. But a couple of quick hockey notes for you tonight. Dallas Stars, they play again. They're at the Capitals, which means Ovechkin time. But I had another hockey thing for you. Did you see what happened to Barclay Goodrow? No clue. I believe this happened Tuesday night. So he plays for the Rangers. He New York Rangers. The New York Rangers, correct. Thank you. Is he took a puck to the face. Ouch. And sped out a tooth and then kept trying to That's a bad idea. You keep the tooth in your mouth. Yeah. And so then you don't lose it. Yeah, because now it's on the ice and it's, you might swallow it's, it. I mean, hopefully it's cut. Co- ice colored yeah like you don't want to be like it's easy to find it's brown you know it it was ice colored but the blood on it somebody uh grabbed it with their stick but it looked like he like spit the tooth out oh. and then was trying to get up and this is the beauty of how i love hockey is they took an emergency trip to the dentist and then he was ruled out of their next game Due to an upper body injury. Upper body. Yeah. I feel Jamie like, Ben took a stick to the face yesterday. That, yes. I feel like in that instance, the coach should be able to go, you saw what happened, right? Where he got hit in the face with upper the Upper body. I have a stupid question that I don't know if you guys can answer or not. So if you get hit in the face with a stick, to me that would be a high stick and a two-minute penalty. Yes. But last night when Jamie Ben took a stick to the face, it really wasn't – it was – Completely by accident, yeah. right? It wasn't even the guy just he got a little bit off balance, I think, and the stick came up to his right and the puck was to the left. Jamie Ben wasn't like close to the puck. So you're okay to hit somebody in the face with your stick if the guy's not close to the puck and it, you can tell that Theor- it was an accident? That is theoretically not the rule. Now, being able okay. to tell it was an accident or not, theoretically, the placement of the high stick it, in relation to the puck should not directly impact the penalty but as you can see that is not always the case okay now Corey, you brought this question up mike said he was worried what kind of brought this to the top of your mind oh i mean i think that we all like to play gm and we're trying to figure out how to fix our team even though we won a world series i think the most difficult thing is to win the world series and then reassess your team and say all right, what do we need to do? What can we do better that we were worried about all season last year? So maybe we don't have to worry about it as much this year. What can we do better for this thing? But you also have to look at your team realistically and say, are all these players going to be the same next year? What do we need to add? It's a very difficult part of the job. 
But I had I decided on a top three list can of I, things. Can I ask about the eligibility of an answer? Would watering the infield dirt count as one of your top three? Mike, that dirt was bad uh, when we were out there for Jared Sandler swinging for a cause. On yeah. Sunday. I almost tripped. It looked like when you go to a kid's game. Yes. You know, in late June. <laughs> And you're just like, I know it hasn't rained in like four weeks, but nobody has been out here to water, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. Uh, and I guess it just goes to show when it's not being used, it's not being it's used. It's not being used. So, but That's no, Kevin, I okay. think that. So come up they, with, okay, I got three others. I got three others. Don't uh, worry. I will, I want to throw my three okay. out first. Number one. Fix pitching development in the minors. I think that's top of mind for Chris Young. He needs to get pitching. He needs to get young pitching, and they need to be able to develop these young I players. I love what you're saying. I was thinking about what you said yesterday during the show. You said you didn't want to trade Brock Porter. Not yeah. that the Rangers are even trying to trade Brock Porter, but it's like a hypothetical Juan Soto thing. Yep. Um, and I thought to myself, you know, two years ago, we would have said the exact same thing about Cole Wynn. Yeah, First round yeah. pick out of high school, and now two years Whoa. later, like nothing against Cole Wynn. Maybe he figures it out in 2024, but Cole Wynn is like off the map of being a major league pitcher for any organization. Like he has to really this year, he has to put up an ERA, low threes or better to be considered a major league prospect again. Like that's just how quick it can happen for even a first round pick. I think he was 17th overall that like his back-to-back years of having an ERA around six or higher has just taken him off the map. I'm not saying that'll happen to Brock Porter, but to your point, Cole Wynn's supposed to be in the major leagues helping the Rangers right now. Yeah. And I, I guess the, the, he didn't have a win this year, Kevin, but he did, he did have a two, four, seven ERA and 95 strikeouts in, uh, in a ball. Who's and this? Brock Porter. Okay. And that's where he had eight hit by pitches. We're just going to chalk ball. that up. To, that's good, man. <laughs> but uh, 95 strikeouts. to throw inside and hit some punks. Uh, 95 strikeouts, 42 walks. So that was that's a little high on the walk side for right. me. But he gets guys out. So I'm, I'm very interested in like his growth and development. But I, my thought is if you fix that now, if you fix whatever the development problem is, right. that by the time he gets up to double and triple A, it's time to, it's time to go. To your point. The Rangers have a major issue with their budget right now. Just to be honest, I have this. We've looked at different websites. I'm on Fangraphs right now. It says estimated 2024 payroll, $207 million, and that's without Kirby Yates on there. That's without, obviously, Jordan Montgomery on there. That's without adding any free agent to the team yet. Yeah. Is you are $30 million away from being at the luxury tax number, and that might be a major issue for the Rangers right now. Number two for me was fixed relief pitching, which they've started doing by getting Kirby Yates and the Carson, Carson Coleman. Coleman. That's what Chris Young did say. He is a very good bullpen arm, so that's what their plan is for him. It's just the timetable. Uh, for returning, but still fixing bullpen is important and then starting pitching for me. It's those three things and it all revolves around pitching so you're not scrambling to get the Max Scherzers at midseason and the Jordan Montgomery's. I'd like to have that all right now. So I like a lot of what you're saying. I decided to go a totally different direction with number one is figure out a long or midterm strategy for the TV deal. And specifically, I said long or midterm deal because short term is if Diamond decided to get out of the Rangers this season, 
you would revert to MLB for the rest of the season. But what are you going to be able to figure out after that? Because if you go to MLB and and you stay there and they're like, hey, we'll guarantee you maybe 70 to 80 percent. I know they said 80 of the money. You're still talking about a potential loss of up to $33 million per year. And think about that. Is like I realize the Rangers have tons of money and hopefully yeah. are making lots of profit. But what if I told you because of this change, every single year you lost out on Jordan Montgomery? It's going to be somebody different next year or the next year after that. But if you know you have $33 million less in revenue coming in, regardless of what anything else looks like, that's a huge problem. Yeah. So my number one thing that the organization needs to address, and I appreciate everything that's happening in the winter meetings right now, is I hope they are just as feverishly trying to, whether it's, hey, we're going to do a package deal with the rest of Major League Baseball on Apple TV for 2024 and beyond, or whatever else. This needs so, to get figured out. I love what you're saying because it combines with what Corey's for saying sure. without you guys saying it exactly. So I'm going to put it together. Corey says we need to develop pitching. Totally to agree. You're talking about the financial budget right now because of this. You have a 40-year-old starting pitcher in Max Scherzer. You have a guy that you're hoping that comes back this year in August in a 36-year-old Jacob deGrom. You have a 34-year-old Nathan Avali on a one-year contract at $17 million, and then there's a, a mutual agreement of a $20 million contract. Well, if he pitches great, can you agree to that if you don't no. have the money? All of these guys are closer to 40 than they are 30. Yes. So – you better start developing pitching. This is not a future team. I want to make this as clear as possible. This is not a team set up like the Atlanta Braves are set up. In their in their lineup, they kind of are. You think of Evan Carter and Josh Young and Corey Seager's in his prime and Marcus Simeon is 33 years old, right? Jonah and, High. and Wyatt Lankford. So you, you think of yes, but pitching-wise – you're in a one to two year window of pitching and then it's all gone. Like yeah. literally everything's gone from your rotation because these guys are closer to 40 and closer to the end of their contracts than the kind of, I know Jacob deGrom's at the beginning of his contract, but he's yeah. close to 40 years old. Yeah. So if you do not develop Jack Leiter, Owen White, Brock Porter, I know Kamar Rocker's not pitching in 2024, but if you don't develop these guys into people that can pitch in your rotation for a million dollars a year, you're in big trouble for the future of this team being very competitive. And that feeds directly into point number two, and I feel bad about this, but I've made plenty of allusions to it in the past. You need to find a new senior director of amateur scouting. I think that Kip Fag is a relic from the JD era and it can be better. Like, ah, there is a fundamental problem with the way we develop pitching. I will say, position players, we've been doing pretty well, but there's a fundamental issue. And if there's a fundamental issue, somewhere along the way, it starts at the top. Like, that has to be a thing. We made a lot of changes underneath, but we have kept together the same structure that JD had in place. And I fundamentally think it does not work for pitching. I'm with you on that, man, uh, because the history of this team goes back. I mean, he's been here for 30 years with this club. The history of this Kip team. Fag. Yeah. The history of this team says that we just struggled to create pitching in some way. It's always been that way. It is weird. It's weird for an organization. If you really go back to 1972, when they moved, if you, 
go to the history of the 30 teams in Major League Baseball right now, and I know some of them obviously didn't get established until the 90s, but if you go back, the Rangers, in a way, I don't want to blame just John Daniels. I don't want to blame just Quit Kip Fag. I don't want to just blame Chris Young. For it's sure. really weird from 1972 to 2023 that I'm going to assume that the Rangers are at the bottom of the list or close to the bottom of the list of developing premium pitchers in Major League Baseball. And then number three, very simple, I agree with Corey, the bullpen. Like I'm and, just gonna leave it and, at that. And I feel like they're gonna tr- they're gonna continue sure. to try, but they. Sure. But I feel so much more confident that you just had two dudes who didn't look like that guy throughout the season, and then late in the season, they in the postseason, they turned it on. They became those guys. Leclerc, I think, is confident. Like I saw the confidence in the playoffs. I saw it in the World Series. You know, you can use multiple innings and Spores. Hell, Spores look like a freaking closer out there. Yeah. So I feel confident that you have those two. I do want to add more to it. I'm glad that they did get Yates to be part of that that group. I wonder what their plan is. I know you guys are talking bullpen, but I'm just here on FanGraphs looking at salaries. I wonder what their plan is for 2025 in a in an MLB starting rotation. I don't I don't know. I mean, literally, you you kind of have a great idea of this year, Max Scherzer, and then his career's close to over. Nate Avaldi, and then I don't know if they're gonna bring him back at 35 years old. That's where they're probably thinking White Porter Lighter. We need two of those. DeGrom will be yeah. back and good to go. And you're probably, Porter's probably not going to be ready by 2025. I mean, as a high school pick, you're yeah. pro- you're looking at more of a four-year developmental stage. So, they're, they're so you're looking, looking at, more at 26 or 27 for Porter? I don't know if they've given up on Cole. I know we've talked about this, but White, Lighter, obviously they believe in Jacob DeGrom to right. the moon. I understand reasons for not believing that, but... John Gray has two years left on his contract okay. this year and next year. Dunning? Dunning, you have Dunning under control for three more yeah, years, I believe. Life. All right. <laughs> Maybe four, but... So, I, I feel like that's probably give or take what their initial thoughts are. Yeah. At some point, you have to... you have If you're not going to just say, we're going to pay, you know... $200 million a year to pitching, then you have to come up with the Dylan Ceases, the 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 Spencer Striders, those guys that you de- you have created and you have control for them for a while and they're, they're budding stars. And, and let arbitration take care of it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and, and somebody said, can you talk about Cody Bradford? Is I feel like we've discussed him I like quite him a, a bit lot. in the Dunning category of, it still depends on a couple of pivot moves, is... What's going to happen with Jordan Montgomery? But he feels like he's going to be along with Dunning in that group where there might be a real live competition going into spring training for spot number five, depending on how the rest of the offseason goes. But I, he's in the mix. I look at Andrew Heaney has paid $13 million next year. That's a starting pitcher's salary. Yes. That is not a – if that's a relief pitcher's salary, he's a setup guy closer on that salary. So I look at his salary and go – probably going to start as your fifth guy if you look at whether it's Evaldi or Scherzer today as we're looking at Montgomery not being on the team I'm very worried about that if I look at the overall salary of the Rangers and then can you add him at 25 million next year I just think future wise he makes a lot of sense as you don't have 
besides Jacob DeGrom, you have nobody on a long-term contract here that's a starting pitcher. And, I mean, to your point, Corey, you have nobody in the minor leagues that you believe is going to be a starter for the next six or seven years for the Texas Rangers. It's just not working out. Owen White right now is not working out. Jack Leiter is not working out. Yeah. That could all change in yep. 2024. Cole Wynn didn't work out. Like, I think he's off the board pretty much. And then Brock Porter's probably two to three years away of development to say, I think he can. And Kamar Rocker with the injuries, probably more of a guy that you look at as a one to two inning guy in the future. And that's where, Kevin, that investment in that area is so important. Agreed, the finding, agreed. the scouting, and then the how do you grow yeah. them. So, Montgomery, can we bring him back? Please. I look, you know, I, I am very much in favor of that. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan. Coming up next, this could go a whole bunch of different directions. What's your curse? 877-881-1053. We will also hear from Dallas Cowboys offensive coordinator Brian Schottenheimer. All of it coming at you next right here on the fan. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. shoots. It was a wild game last night. These Stars lose to the Florida Panthers 5-4. to four. They will get back at it tonight at Washington. So they're playing the Capitals. Puck drop for their 7 o'clock. Now, we're going to hear from I Dallas. I have an idea. Okay. I, was, I turned back to TNT. And they had another game on. <clears throat> they should just trade for Connor McDavid. Great, Mike. Let me know how that's pretty good idea, scored Mike. three quick goals. That Connor McDavid looks way better than everybody. I would just be like, you know he what? Is. I mean, I do like uh I know I shouldn't call him the doucher. Right. Duchesne. Matt Duchesne. But that's what I call him. Mm-hmm. Like, I like him. He's really good. That guy Connor McDavid's better. So I don't feel like you're breaking any so sort of news there. Duchesne for for McDavid. Yeah. Straight up. Who says no? Yeah. The Oilers. Why? because they like giving away the best player. They gave away Wayne Gretzky to the (laughs) LA Kings or somebody. Go back and look at that trade. You're right. There was a (laughs) lot that went into that, though. Is So, Stars back at it tonight. So, we have to trade another player, I guess. Yes, probably many and draft picks, maybe part of your franchise. And we will hear from Cowboys offensive coordinator. (laughs) Trading it for yes, yeah. trading it you. for gambling. Yeah, he snapped. Brian Schottenheimer at eleven thirty. But Corey, you brought this up. What is your curse? Mm. And I think this is going to go a whole bunch of different directions. But I like this. This makes a lot of sense to me from the two one four. My curse is being a courteous driver. It bites me in the ass daily. Oh man, I can get that. I understand. Yeah, I, me and I, me and Corey are taking advantage of you all the time. And that's the thing is, I vividly remember when I broke bad on the highway, is I got tired of stand staying in the line, only to watch people with their thumbs up their butt, not paying attention, and letting other cars just zip in ahead of them. And then I saw it too many times, and I was like, fine. 
and that's what I'm going to do. The thing I hate the most about that specifically is when you let somebody in the school drop-off line go in front of you, like turn oh. in front of you, and then their kid takes two hours to get out of the freaking car. And you're like, what did I – why? I could be gone already right now. That you can't honk me. at them, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, because kids will get it, scared. And it just matters what age. I feel like by the time they get to sixth grade, you really can get out of your car and go to that door <laughs> – and just go, kid, you're effing everything up. Hustle up. Get your get your tube out of the car. Hold on. You meant for your kid, right? You're not walking up to other people's cars, are you? All cars. You sh- no, yeah. You're walking. He's ex- he's saying that he let another car Turn in, front in of uh-huh. and that kid doesn't understand how the line works. Uh-huh. I think if you yell at them and put fear in them, they'll understand how it works. My, my curse, Kevin, is uh, I have an eyelash that grows out of the inside corner of my eye. I quit. Mike, have you seen this? <laughs> no, have you I, I hate this? eyes. I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like eyes. This is a this is a weird thing because all of my life, I think around middle school, I noticed this or high school. But Mike, right here inside of uh, on the inside okay. corner of I hear my what you're eye, saying. I'll, I'll listen. There is an <laughs> eyelash. It grows. I'll pluck it, and then it grows back. It hurts. But the other night, uh, one of our friends out at Jared Sandler swinging for a cause, she just she was like, "Oh, you have an eyelash," and she reached up on my face and started trying to remove it. You know. And I was like, no, it's there. It's there. And she was like, it won't come off. And Adrian goes, that's because it grows out of his eye. And so that's my curse, Kevin. I think that's my big curse is that eyelash. And it looks a little awkward, but I can't do anything about it, man. It's just me. Clearly, Mike agrees. That's a curse. That is a curse. (laughs) My curse is when I give blood, my right arm falls off. I am. And and look, Mike, it's a tricky situation because I very much. I want it to stop hurting. Okay, and I get that. Valid. But I also want to encourage people, you should give blood. I understand I know. Mike, why you would never want to give from, blood. Just not from, I'll tell you what. Well, if, be careful about that. Because if you're ever in Addison and there's a Carter blood care thing out there, just be like, do you guys know what you're doing? Carter <laughs> blood care is great, though. I know they are. I've given yep. blood a lot of times. But this one went really bad. Yeah, Carter and Blood Care, both good. From the, I understand that, I do. From the 720, my curse is being a Browns fan. Need I say more? Nope. Derek Holland. From the, oh no, from the 254, my curse growing up, every sports team I was on ended up either winning it all next year or I was <laughs> off the team or they did extremely well when I was no longer on the that team. That stinks. That is a curse, man, because you want to be part of that. You want to yeah, experience that moment. Yeah, that's... And that what's is, your curse, Kevin? My curse is my right ankle. So when I was a kid, I had this masterful invention called a scoot skate, and it was a skateboard, but it had a scooter handle on it. Mm-hmm. And I was going on this little path behind the houses and everything, and I tumbled down the path, went down the hill, really sprained my ankle very badly. But there was no one who was going to come get me. High ankle or is, was this regular? I feel like flow? it felt like a high ankle I got sprain. you. Okay, yeah. gotcha. And there was nobody who was going to come get me. And so I put my ankle on the scoot skate and just pushed myself sadly with one leg back to the house. Ever since then, every now and again, for no apparent reason, I'll just take a regular step and my right ankle will be like, whoop, <laughs> and I'll be okay. It will hurt, but it's annoying as hell. I'm being told, by the way, from uh, Nick Harris that uh, Mike McCarthy w- is taking a rest day at home today, and he'll be back tomorrow. Did you already say Whoa. that, Kevin? But he'll be back tomorrow. Will back he be the back facility. on with Sean and RJ tomorrow then? I don't know. We'll oh, see. We need to, we'll we find need out. to get to the My curse is I can't ski. And Man. we're going snow skiing. 
here pretty soon. Yeah. And my kids are like, oh, dad, you got to try it again. And I'm like, I'm scared to death. <laughs> I'm you think scared to death. they want you to try it again because it's so fun or they want to see you fail? Both. They love it. And I don't know if they want to see me. They do want to see me fail early on, I think, but then figure it out. Because I do think they want their dad to ski with them, like down the the easiest. Are they called greens, right? I know blacks are the toughest, right? Black diamonds. Yep. So I would say the yes, the green ski slopes I think are the easiest, and the bunnies are the easiest. But the bunny, I called it the black diamond bunny when I went because uh-huh. I just thought it was the 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 hardest uh-huh. bunny slope ever. And my kids are laughing because they're like, "This is the easiest," and I'm like, "Then I don't want to see what is harder than this." From the nine zero three, I feel really bad. My curse is I was bidding against Derek Holland for the Mickey Mantle auction. Oh. Derek showed it to his person, like get it framed up and everything, and he's like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" <laughs> yeah, so, who great. said that to him? Uh, the like, guy who grades his stuff. Yeah, he's very yeah. excited for him. It's, yeah, he did get a very cool. About talking about ankles, Trevor Lawrence looks like he might be playing this Sunday. By the way, from the two one four, my curse is that I sleep with my eyes partially open, and they're always dry oh. and crusty in the morning. Okay, that's your kiss thing. Was <laughs> is that curse worse for that person or if they're married? Because how much would it freak you out if your significant other always slept with their eyes open and you'd be like, "Good morning," and then they're like, <laughs> "I would think they were possessed." To be honest, what? Yeah, no, Lucy. Lucy what? does sleep with her eyes kind of cracked a little bit, and so you can see the eyeballs sometimes, not all the time. But that that would freak me out when she was a baby, and I was like, "Is she asleep or not? What do I do with this thing?" Oh, that would freak me out. For Child sure. from the eight one seven. My curse is that I'm a cereal skim milk drinker. Gross. Yeah, skim milk. Skim I don't milk. mind. I don't mind whole milk or skim milk or in between. You mean that whole milk? Whole milk. Actually, what I don't about like milk. Free milk that tastes like it's water. Fine. Isn't that skim milk? I want coconut milk. Uh, that's see, what I'd I always thought there's fat-free milk, yeah, and then there's almond. skim milk that's like one oh. percent, and then there's two percent, and then whole. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with all of it. I'm 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 kind of like you with milk. You don't. I guess you have a preference of milk. You don't have a preference of ice cream. No. Nope. I, I made like- some milkshakes for my sons the other day. And they're like, it was good, and I used nothing against Kroger. Kroger obviously has ice cream. But my oh, kids were like, it does taste a lot better with Bluebell ice cream in the milkshake. Me, personally, I just disagree, and that's why I like 2% milk, is it tastes just as good as whole milk without the extra fat in it. Okay. What it's- about coconut and almond milk? There is a combination coconut-almond milk. I, I do like almond milk better than regular milk now. Really? Like when I'm doing cereal, I'll do the the vanilla almond milk, uh-huh. and I like that better than regular too. milk. But regular milk is fine. Like it's it's not. I'm not against regular milk. Yeah. You are you saying you'd rather drink from the teat of a cow than you would uh, of an almond? It's really weird how they milk Definitely an almond no too. That. How do they juice an almond? It doesn't make sense. They squeeze it. I don't know. Because you if you blend it. <laughs> <laughs> you make cream. <laughs> it's true. I don't know which I don't know which other way to say it because there's almond butter. Uh huh. There is. And so that's where you put it in a Vitamix and Cream it creams almond. it into a butter. Uh huh. But I don't know how you milk it. From oh my god. From the how two- do you milk an oat? 
How do you oat milk. milk and almond. I, what I was are searching. You expecting to find? Okay, let me. I was know searching you. Trevor Lawrence, but now I'm From going to. How do you milk an almond? Mike Curtis is being a Texas A&M fan. I feel you on that. I really do. From the nine seven two, my curse is I'm the Cowboys curse. I was born in nineteen ninety six. How many people who were born then kind of feel that way? They're like, how come you guys won all your? I mean, but even if you were born in like what nineteen ninety one. You probably feel the same way. You don't remember that Super Bowl in 1995, or probably not very well. Yeah, probably not. Uh, There's seven steps I to see make this. almond milk, so it's actually not that hard. What do you think? So you're gonna do what? I'm Start not gonna. To I'm just gonna. I'm gonna buy it. It's whatever? like it's four dollars to buy almond milk. Like I don't what? know. It'll probably what be if, six dollars a month from now. What but. if you became the 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 biggest? It'll probably be two fifty when we get to October of two thousand twenty four. What if you became the biggest almond milker out there though? And then like you, There's Mike no Bassett. I'm not almond almonds. Milker. Almonds are not cheap either. Yeah, we gotta find them. Because I don't know. It doesn't say how many almonds you need to make yeah, a half a gallon You're of have almond. To grow milk. almonds, Kevin. This is crazy from the 469. How come they don't make pecan milk? I don't know. Do we have Shoddy? All right, let's take it away. Young Shoddy! Hey, Ryan, David Moore, Dallas Morning News. Can you just start with what the contact you've had with, with Mike and to what level is he involved today, even though you'll be here? Yeah, I've had a couple phone calls with him today. He's doing great. Um, he's obviously very involved. Uh, you know, the uh, the good thing is, you know, the way we game plan, we do a lot of things early, right? We front load stuff. We've talked about that. Should we get through first, second down, third down on uh, really Monday and Tuesday, which is great. So uh, he's been very involved. He's doing great. He's in good spirits. And um, it's always good when he's got a lot of suggestions when you're talking to him on the phone. You know, but well, hey, what do we think about it? So that's when I know he's feeling good. Also, too, I know you've talked about and also, Mike, about Thursday night when you get together with Dak and kind of go through what you saw in practice that week, what works and done. How big is that? And I assume he'll be a part of that by Zoom tonight. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Again, we're going to do the same process. Nothing's going to change. Uh, we are uh, full speed ahead, and feel really good about it. today's an important day for the work practice, the part of practice. Put the pads on, um, get out there. You know, guys have had some time off, and uh, yesterday we kind of dusted off some of the stuff, put them in shells. But um, yeah, we're uh, we're full steam ahead. Everything basically works as normal. Clarence Hill, Four Star Telegram. Just to piggyback, did you talk to him at all last night? I did. Oh, you did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Did he talk football? Yeah. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. You can't. Hey, you can't have a conversation with Mike, and he's not. He's gonna talk about two things: football and Pittsburgh. And so I don't know if the I don't know if the Pittsburgh thing came up, but football definitely came up. You know. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And if you talk to him long enough, I probably got off because I had things to do. Uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh would have come up. Yeah, for sure. So. So you did talk to him last yes. night. Uh, is, it, is the plan for him to still? Be on the field Sunday and call plays. Where are y'all at in that process? Yeah, like I said, full steam ahead. Well, we don't anticipate anything different. Um, again, he's uh, involved in all the things. We'll have a long conversation again this afternoon. He's gonna. He's watching the practices and, uh, yeah, full full steam ahead. Dak talked yesterday that he would probably be a little grumpy, upset, pissed <laughs> off, you know, about you know not being here in such an important week. I mean, what is his spirits like, mentality like? Yeah. Again, you know. Dak's probably right. You know, he does have a little bit of that temper in him. But, uh, again, I think, you know, more than anything, he feels good. Um, again, great, great awareness of him to listen to your body, right? We've all been there. Like, in this profession, I know I've been around coaches. I've probably done it myself, right? You're like, ah, I feel off, and then you don't do anything. And, uh, um, but, you know, he, he, he's in good spirits. He's excited. Um, now we have something else in common. Uh, I don't have an appendix either. 
Uh, I actually, quick story, bore you guys with it, but mine was removed the day after the 1987 AFC Championship game, the fumble. So my dad and the Browns lost a tough game out there in Denver, and I watched it at home in Cleveland. They flew back. I kept complaining about my stomach. Like when they got home at like 3 o'clock in the morning the next day, they were like, no, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. They took me in, and uh, I had to have my mine removed. So the shot and armor is lost both on Sunday and then that next day when I had to have my appendix removed. 1987, I would have been 14. So, But I'm sure that's the last place my dad wanted to go to was the Cleveland Clinic after losing to Denver, right, and then I have to go meet doctors, talk to nurses, and all that stuff. So uh, point is, Mike and I have something now in common. Neither one of us have an appendix. Uh, Brian Tolarch with ESPN. Mike, you said if you're, if you're going to call it, you got to install it, so you uh, warm it up in the bullpen? Uh, no. Uh, we both called it and installed it enough. Uh, again, I feel, really, uh, I feel really great that uh, he's in a good spot. Uh, he's going to be ready to roll. And, um, you know, this conversation with Dak tonight is going to be great because, again, yeah, look, we've been doing this a long time together. You know, uh, this would probably be a little bit of a more difficult challenge week one or two, but, like, this thing's a pretty well-oiled machine. And, um, you know, we, we, we take great influence from Dak. He's very involved. Like I said, Mike really hasn't missed anything. I mean, he missed a practice. But uh, for the most part, the game plan's been put together. We're really, we're way far ahead. We know this team. We know the opponent. We know they're good. Uh, played them, what, five or six weeks ago. So, um, again, just uh, uh, we're in a really good spot. And, again, excited to get out to practice today and uh, see our guys run around and, more importantly, kind of warm those pads up. How much have things changed from – what we've seen from Philadelphia from five weeks ago to now? Uh, they're still really good. Uh, it still starts up front. The defensive line, uh, they're as deep as any in the league. You know, I think, uh, you know, they've got seven or eight guys that they roll through and, and they really don't have a drop off. Uh, they, they, they're built that way really on both sides of the ball, you know. So uh, the, the, the secondary and the experience of the secondary with the two edge pieces with, uh, you know, James and, uh, and Darius Slay. Uh, and the safeties, I think Adam Byard was good. I think he looks more comfortable now when you watch uh, Kevin run around out there in that system. I think when we played him, he'd only been there a week or so. Uh, but they do a nice job of disguising coverages and making us work both pre-snap and post-snap. But uh, it's going to be a fun battle, and, and they're talented. Um, and, uh, again, uh, it's, it should be a, a cool uh, evening game on a Sunday night. Saki. Saki's the athletic. Brian, um, we've asked you a lot about Dak and uh, – him winning trust with his teammates, but I'm curious as a coordinator, as a coach, how did you kind of develop that trust with him where he trusts you, you trust him, and especially in the heat of the moment of the game that, you know, if you guys say one thing to each other, you guys kind of are on the same page. Yeah, uh, cool question. Um, it, it really, it starts with spending time together. I mean, you know, you think about how much time we spend together, like, you know, going back to the off season when, when they got back, um, training camp countless meetings, practices, walkthroughs. Um, but even before that, I think you have to learn each other as people. Um, you guys know how I feel about Dak as a, as a young man. Uh, he's special. His heart's special for people. Uh, I think I'm a, a pretty, good, pretty good guy as well. So I think there's respect in that regard. We treat people right. Uh, we're not afraid to tell people we love them, we care about them. Um, and so I think from that standpoint, it was a very natural fit, but then it just kind of comes down to time spent and discussions and discussions, not just about football, which we have a ton of those, but about life, you know, uh, we're blessed, you know, I'm blessed to, to be the coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm blessed to coach all these young men. 
Um, but spending time with Dak is, is, is special, and uh, I would think and would hope that he'd say the same thing about me. There you go, Brian Schottenheimer right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, it's time for Gridiron Gravy in honor of tonight's Thursday night football game. Who are the most unwatchable teams in the NFL? We'll do it next right here on The Fan. Stevenson lit up in the backfield. Football came loose. Who's got it? L.A. says they do with Tui Pelotu falling on it. No signal yet officially, and now they say Chargers football. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Is that one of the most unwatchable teams in football? Let's talk about it as we go around the entire NFL and dip into some gridiron gravy. This is inspired by tonight's game where anticipation has been building as the over-under has now jumped back up above 30 at 30 and a half. Still... Potentially. What do you think the difference was? Like, what happened that they were like, hmm. Uh, so much money came in. People were like, but they, gotcha. they can't okay. be that, that bad, right? Patriots. Who? Jets? Steelers. 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 Okay. Maybe they just really believe in the Steelers. <laughs> yeah, this- I, I just know if the Patriots are in the game, I'm out. Okay. And so, Yard Marker had an article about this where it goes through every, the five most unwatchable teams and their most unwatchable player. Which is obviously objectively hurtful, but, you know, here we are. Can I name one? Yeah. Carolina. Carolina is the fourth most unwatchable team. Their most unwatchable player, Bryce Young. What? Burn. Okay, I'll say this. You had a terrible head coach. Give it some time and see if they can come up with some more creative plays than line up and run and turn around. That's fair. And I'm looking at this article now. Just about all their unwatchable players are quarterbacks. Okay. Number five most unwatchable team, the Jets, then the Panthers. But this is where it gets fun. The Pittsburgh Steelers are number three, the Giants are two, and the Patriots are one. That means you're watching a battle of two of the three most unwatchable teams on Thursday Night Football. And if you look at the picture NFL, the NFL put up, it looks like both of the players in the picture are sad that they have to be in this game. Uh, yeah, it does. The I'm surprised the Bears aren't here, but I guess Justin Fields is exciting to watch, yeah. even though they he's not doing the things you want a quarterback to do. That is true. But I feel like that Bears game that we just recently watched was it Thursday night or Monday night? I can't remember. It was bad. It was so it was atrocious. And that's how unmemorable it was. Yeah, that they were playing and I didn't care. I know it wasn't Monday night because that was my. I think it was last Thursday Jaguars. night. Yes, yeah. where either T Law lied about having a high ankle sprain. It wasn't last Thursday night. Well, either. they they won't rule him out for Sunday, but he's not playing. They don't okay. know yet. Okay. But that's good news, right? If it's third, he didn't practice yesterday. What if I want the Jags to fail? Well, you probably do, right? <laughs> I don't. Ain't he no does. sunshine when he's gone. You know, there's a song God, about. As long as they're not playing the Cowboys and I don't have I'm to saying, hear that. Corey, that song, uh-huh. Ain't No Sunshine. Isn't that about Trevor Lawrence? Absolutely. Uh, no. No. I think that's about Isn't, the sun. I thought it was about a breakup, but we'll check on Ain't that. no sunshine when she's gone. The sun is a she, obviously. Is it? It's a of ball course. of fire. Yeah. But we don't. you don't refer to it as a she? I the guess, she sun. I guess not. Eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. What oh gender God. is the sun? Oh, I feel like you're waiting. I mean, we got the man in the moon, so yeah. we got to have balance here. 
Thank you, Alec. Again, he asked you to contribute. Now he's rolling his eyes at you. No, no, no. I was going to say, does that mean that's because the moon's a lady? The man in the moon is a lady? No, the moon is a lady. I see what you did there. Here we are arguing genders. Guys, I'd see, and that's why I said dangerous territory. Guys, let's talk Mm. about, well, what's not good is Christian Kirk. It looks like he does need surgery, and he will be out. That's it. Six to eight weeks. I'm finding a new team. Initial report. No, you're not. And I'm back on the Cowboys. The Texans. Uh, that would Texans be would be awesome. a good run. The Texans would be an interesting run. The Pro Bowl fan vote. Which what? player do you think has more votes for the Pro Bowl so far than anybody? Dak. No. Michael Parsons. No. Must be Zeke, based on what everybody tells Zeke? me. Zeke. Yeah. It's Tua. Tua has more votes for the Pro Bowl than anyone. But there are six Cowboys players leading their positions. Dak, CeeDee Lamb, Micah Parsons, Zach Martin, Deron Bland, and Brandon Aubrey are all leading their positions. Where's Terrence Steele? He is not leading his position. What about Demarcus Lawrence? Same. Mozzie. Okay. He already named the six. Yeah. Okay. You're going to lose every name you name besides those six. Thank you, Mike. Gosh. I appreciate Curse. that. Oh, my God. All right. Big freak. That was hey, his nickname. Do in the card world, should I go back and look at my look for my CJ Stroud cards that have popped up lately? Yes. Like or that I've popped whenever I was Yeah, no, you definitely should. If they're like Chronicles cards and they're not numbered, they're not gonna get you. There are not a whole bunch of CJ Stroud cards out yet. Okay. But you definitely should. I'm gonna go see if I can find something. It's not like a colored like with the, the purple or green or anything, but I think I have a one of the Glittery looking ones. Okay. You might have something I really like. I hope everyone was watching on the fan cam who got to see that is Justin Jefferson was back at practice yesterday, and the Vikings are saying that he will play this weekend. Is it going to matter? I mean, they're trying to get a playoff spot. Okay. So maybe, but I understand your skepticism. Yes. What about, have you heard the story about Hayden Hurst? I was just reading some of his tweets, by the way. This story is crazy. His dad says he's been diagnosed with post-traumatic amnesia as a result of the hit he took in Chicago on November 9th. Wow. So his dad is like, slow recovery, don't know when he'll be back, prayers appreciated. So for the better part of a month now, he has had amnesia or different phases of amnesia because of a hit that he took on the football field. I guess I don't really recall that for this long of a term from football. Yeah, I don't either. Hayden Hurst? Okay. He's back at practice today. That's amazing. Uh, He's out there uh, return to play activity, but not, you know, they're working with him. I just know his story is he's, I don't want to say this. He says he doesn't failed baseball player, but he tried baseball first. And then it didn't work out. And then that's when he went to South Carolina and was like, let me do football. This baseball thing. He hated the minor leagues and wasn't good at it either. He said he doesn't remember up to four hours of the after the game, Kevin. Okay. And so Which and he said that's a scary situation. But the Panthers have been incredible walking him through this process. And I, I will say that makes sense to me in terms of like concussion like symptoms where you might not remember immediately after that. But yeah, scary situation. Indeed, indeed. And then the NFL put out a memo, and they're like, hey, in case you didn't know it, 
don't get involved in dust-ups with players if you're a security guard or security guards if you're a player. And supposedly both parties of that incident apologized and all that good At stuff. At least it was an even trade-off in the game. Was it? Greenlaw leaves and then their security, security guard. guard. Yeah, that's an even trade-off, right? Instead of being no. like, hey, let's just pick one of your random players and kick him out, they were like, ah, send off the security guy, I and mean, you lose a player too. I guess you're going to go after their better players, but I think the idea is don't, don't engage like that. Just don't do it. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.